Um, it's it's great that uh, both Imogen um, and Anna have returned. Uh, and since we recorded the first three podcasts, there's been uh, a number of questions that have come through from patients, um, in particular around toxicity. And so um, Imogen's kindly collated some of them and, and added a couple herself. And so we're going to do a little bit more on toxicity and then we're going to get into a few other topics. But, you know, the, the, the whole essence of this is that, you know, we want them to evolve. We want to keep collecting questions. And so we're going to cover off a few more things. Um, so, Imogen, if we jump straight back in and back over to you. Absolutely. OK, so as you say, thinking about the toxicities, can side effects from immunotherapy occur even after a patient has, patient has finished their immunotherapy treatment? Great question. Anna, I know this is an area that you spend a lot of time talking about. Do you want to kick us off? Yeah, absolutely. Um, so I think the short answer is yes, they can, um, which I think is just really important to be aware of, both um, for us as healthcare professionals and also for you guys as patients, because um, actually it's just being aware that that's a possibility. So because we're activating the immune system and the immune system continues to be affected by the drug even after we finish giving it, that means that we see good benefits in terms of the the sort of the effectiveness of treatment. And we know and we've talked about before in other podcasts about the fact that we only give treatment for a certain length of time, but we can see that some patients get good responses for a far longer than that. For the same reason, we can potentially get side effects. So I think it, it's worth worth being aware of the fact that most people get their side effects earlier on in treatment and the majority of people get their side effects within the first four to six months of treatment but there is a small number of people who will experience side effects as they go through towards the end of their treatment um, duration but also yes absolutely can happen after after treatment so it's just worth being aware of the fact and making your teams aware of the fact if you're unwell that actually you've been on immunotherapy and if your centre has got um, any sort of uh, information or a, an alert card, it's worth carrying that with you that says I've been on treatment and I could still get side effects long after long after I've finished treatment. And I'm sometimes asked how long after treatment that can happen. Um, and actually, there have been case reports of up to sort of three, four years after immunotherapy, people getting side effects associated with it. So I think the same rules that of, of that, uh, that you're told when you're on treatment, if you don't feel well, if you don't feel quite right have a chat, ring, ring your cancer centre, ring your team and have a conversation because actually it could be that you're developing a late side effect from treatment um, that obviously we, we can we can look into and, and hopefully make you feel better. But yeah, absolutely, it can happen. Um, not commonly, but it does happen. Okay, brilliant. Thank you. Um, I guess as many people haven't really even heard of immunotherapy, does that mean it's new, experimental or is it becoming more commonplace? Yeah, no, I'm I'm happy to to sort of take that one. So it, it is becoming more commonplace, uh, Imogen, and we're using lots of immunotherapy treatments now across a number of different um, tumor types um, and in lots of different indications. And we might talk about that in the in podcast six where we think about terminology. So it's not new in the sense that we've been using it now for a number of years, and so we've been getting quite a lot of experience with these drugs. So it, it, most most times that patients get immunotherapy, it will be because it's been what we call NICE approved, which is in essence that it's been assessed um, in, in a trial, in a big trial um, after a number of uh, smaller trials have happened and that we know that drug is effective in treating that, that tumour type. 
we know that, you know, some patients may be getting immunotherapy as part of trials, and it's almost a podcast in itself about clinical trials. And so it may be that, you know, you, you're being offered immunotherapy as part of a trial, in which case there will be some earlier trials that likely would have happened to get it to that point. But the, the simple answer is, no, this isn't experimental. It's not like you're the first person who's ever having immunotherapy and we don't know what we're expecting to happen or we don't know what the side effects are likely to be. It, it's very much a treatment that we've been gaining a lot of experience with. It's now being used across lots of different tumour types. Um, so it's new relative to chemotherapy, but it's not new as in only just happened and it's certainly not experimental in that sense. Anna, anything you'd add to that? No, I think just to say that sometimes when if you're if you're being offered immunotherapy treatment and it's relatively new in your in your tumor group in your in your type of cancer, that actually sometimes people will say, "Oh no, we haven't had this for very long." So I think it's just being reassured that actually in terms of the you know cancer community, cancer clinicians, we we have been using and and, and understand these treatments. Um, but actually, you know, if you've got a relatively um, uh, if you've got a cancer that's been relatively newly treated by these agents, some people may say to you, oh, no, this is new, but that's what they mean. It means that it's new in, in your cancer area. The other thing is that you may well be given treatments in combination. So sometimes your your oncologist will talk to you about having immunotherapy plus either chemotherapy or a tablet treatment. So don't be too surprised if that happens as well. So it, these treatments are are increasingly being used in combination with other treatments that we've used in oncology for for a bit longer so that's the other thing that that might occur and I suppose the only other thing is to say that although the checkpoint inhibitors immunotherapy aren't experimental in the fact that we've got a lot of experience with them now we've had them for a lot of years we are trying to understand how we combine those into newer treatments so you may still but may well still be offered um, to be part of a clinical trial which has immunotherapy in it but normally that's in combination with other other experimental um, uh, agents or new treatments. So that that still might be discussed with you and you still might be asked about trials with immunotherapy. But it's not really because we're trying to understand whether immunotherapy in itself works. It's more trying to make sure that trying to find a way of us getting the most out of it as possible for as many patients as possible. And I guess just to come in on that. So I think we should we should bring across the point, Anna. I know we've talked about it in one of the earlier podcasts with Imogen that you know we're talking about checkpoint inhibitor immunotherapy here, and so all the things that we're talking about is related to that. But probably over the coming weeks, months, and certainly years immunotherapy is going to become broader and broader and there's going to be more and more ways that we use the immune system to fight cancer and so and again there's other podcasts in the series you know Anna and I were lucky enough to record one last night on cancer vaccines and talk about where cancer vaccines might come into this space and so it's just to say that the moment we're talking about immunotherapy in a way we're being a little bit lazy using the term immunotherapy and what we're talking about is checkpoint inhibitors when in fact immunotherapy is a broader term and over the coming weeks, months and years, Anna, I, the community and I'm sure patients are going to be happy to know that there's lots of developments happening more generally. Fab, thank you. Okay, so I guess this is a bit of a tricky question, but a really important one to understand, I feel, before beginning treatment. Can patients die as a result of their immunotherapy treatment? So if I if I sort of start having a chat about that, then obviously Ricky can can join me. So so the answer is people can die of their immunotherapy treatment, but it's very, very, very rare. Um, so, you know, 
obviously quite a lot of the time we're using these treatments to treat um, somebody who's got cancer and that cancer is is metastatic and, and needs to be treated otherwise they will die of the die of their cancer which is actually much more likely than it is to die of your immunotherapy so so what will happen is your doctor will talk you through all of the side effects that we've we've mentioned um, throughout these podcasts, and so they will talk to you about the fact that you can get inflammation of different different organs, and they'll talk to you about the fact that you know there are treatments that we can use, and I think we're going to touch more a little a little bit more on those in a minute. They will say that there is a possibility that you might die of side effects, but it is really uncommon. The vast majority of the time, we can treat those side effects. The vast majority of the time, we can treat those side effects with you at home. Um, there's a small number of people that need to come into hospital for treatment and have intravenous treatment to try and treat those side effects. But as I say, this, the, 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 the times when we can't treat it is, is very small compared to the number of people we're treating and the amount of cancer we're managing to treat effectively. Yeah, no, and I would agree. And, and I think it's important to know that, you know, we've learned very quickly how to use these drugs, how to manage the, the the toxicities that we're talking about today. And so, you know, exactly as Anna said, you know, that, that risk of dying, in, in my opinion, is becoming less all the time as we're becoming more and more comfortable and confident and developing better pathways of management. Oh, thank you. So perhaps a newly diagnosed patient will have been told that you treat side effects from immunotherapy with steroids. So why is that? And then a second question, um, a question that Paul Ricky has had to answer like many, many times for me in clinic. Um, sorry, Ricky. Do steroids affect the efficacy of immunotherapy treatment? You want to kick off, Anna, save image and hearing my answer again? <laughs> so I think Ultimately, the, the, for those of you who don't know, there are these drugs called corticosteroids or steroids for short. Um, and what they basically do is they, they suppress the immune system. Um, and the reason we use those is because the reason we get side effects from these drugs is because we've ramped up your immune system and your immune system's got slightly over 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 bolshy over overactive and is latched onto a part of you that we don't we don't want to have the immune system involved in and it's caused inflammation and quite often the only way to get that to to calm down is to suppress your immune system for a period of time and the way that we do that commonly is using these drugs called steroids. So there are a number of different drug names, things like prednisolone, methylprednisolone, dexamethasone. You may hear some of these drugs mentioned. So the reason we use them is that fact actually quite often those side effects won't get better without us calming down the immune system a little bit. So I think, you know, first of all, there's always this question of do, do we need steroids? And often we only use them if we think we need them. Um, we only use them if the, we think that side effect is significant enough to be um, affecting your quality of life or the function of your of your organs or wh whatever it is that makes us worried we will we will need to calm down the immune system so that's the most important thing actually you know if we don't treat the side effects they get worse and worse and can cause all sorts of problems so we kind of need to use steroids in that setting in terms of will that will that sort of reduce down the 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 effect you get of your treatment it certainly doesn't seem to be the case that we significantly impact on that. And there are actually some patients that we give steroids alongside their treatment and, and that have been shown in trials to still be very effective. So I think it's one of those things where we're still learning all the time. We're making sure that we're only using steroids when we need to. And we're making sure that we're using steroids um, at the lowest dose that we can use to, 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 to make sure that we treat um, you and your side effects effectively to keep you as healthy as possible. 
And the other thing that we're doing a lot of work in at the moment is understanding about how we can reintroduce your immunotherapy um, and, and what the balance between immunosuppression and immunotherapy is so that we, can, again, can get the, the best out of your treatment whilst managing your side effects effectively. That's really reassuring. Um, so you mentioned that some patients experience durable responses after long after finishing their immunotherapy treatment. So if it keeps working in my body, why do I have to keep having treatment every few weeks? Yeah, that's a great question. Um, I'll have a I'll have a stab at it, and then I'll see if um, if Anna can make it sound better. So. I think this is a great question, Imogen, and, and we are learning all the time about how we are stimulating that immune system and, and how we do that. So if we kind of go back a step and think about the way these these drugs work, these immunotherapy, these checkpoint inhibitors work, it's by in essence stimulating your own white cells, your own T cells in the body to find the tumour, take the breaks off those T cells and allow them to, to, to kill the tumour cell. And so we know that some patients can have those responses very quickly because we know that every patient's immune system is different and everybody's cancer will be different in some way, that it will be different in terms of how that, that cancer cell looks to the body. So some patients will get responses very quickly. Some patients, it can take a little while for those responses to happen. And then some patients' own immune system can take over the job that the, the drug was doing. In essence, the immune system's been stimulated and then it can work without any further stimulation from the drug. But some patients need more of that drug to keep the immune system stimulated. And so in essence, we're still learning how much treatment people need in order to get the immune response. Um, and, and, and there's all sorts of things that we're still learning in terms of you know, how we make those white cells more receptive to the cancer cells and, and how we can, you know, work to do that. So the, the simple answer is every patient will be different in some way. They'll be different in how quickly their immune response kicks in. They'll be different in terms of what their cancer cells look like. And so some patients will need that ongoing stimulation. But increasingly, some of the indications that are being approved now are for a set period of time. And so some patients will say, well, how come patient X has been on the treatment for a number of years? And actually, I'm only allowed to have the treatment for a year or two years. And that will be because that's what the trials were done. And that was then how that drug was approved. So I guess the simple answer is there's lots of reasons, there's lots of things that impact how long you need the treatment for as an individual patient and how long we're able to give the treatment as per the trial evidence we've got. Anna, anything you'd add to that? No, not not specifically. I think I think that's really, uh, really clear. I think the only thing I would say is that this is probably going to change as time goes on. So actually, we we will probably get to a point where we understand a bit more specifically about any, an individual's cancer and their interaction with the immune system and their initial responses. And that will probably allow us to what we call stratify or sort of understand that different people perhaps need different lengths of uh, lengths of treatment. And the reason that we use the, the treatment lengths that we use at the moment is because that's what we've shown in trial to be effective, but we haven't necessarily got all the answers yet. So there will maybe potentially be opportunities for some of you to participate in trials, looking at trying to understand both the frequency and the duration of immunotherapy. And that's the reason why we're still asking these questions, because we haven't quite got all the answers. We want to have more knowledge in this area um, and we want to be able to give people the least amount of cancer visits 
for the best amount of, 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 of treatment effect. So there are still trials going on and you may be asked to participate or consider participating in, in, in one of them. That's why. So I guess off the back of that, um, if I needed a break because of side effects, because of the treatment for side effects, will this affect my treatment working long term? So, and if you want to make a start, yeah, go for it. Yeah, so um, so no, we don't think so. So obviously, because of the fact that we we know the immune system has been activated, and and sometimes side effects tell us that they tell us that the immune system has been activated because you're having a side effect in a different part of you. So um, we certainly have got good information from quite a lot of clinical trials now showing that even if you have to have a break because of side effects and even if we have to treat those side effects that actually the the benefit of the immunotherapy if you're having a benefit from it already will continue and so in our very early melanoma trial where we looked at treating people with combination immunotherapy we know that quite a lot of those patients actually had to stop treatment because of side effects um and they've they, the the vast majority of those that were responding have continued to respond. So actually, we know that, and I think that that goes back to that kind of how long is long enough? Because obviously, we've got these patients that haven't had that much treatment, and have got ongoing responses. So I think please be reassured that you know actually the immune system continues to work. So often we'll 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 delay your treatment or we'll push it back a few weeks because we're still trying to treat the side effect. And the reason for that is if we can get the side effect under under control, actually then we've got the best opportunity of giving of, of giving more immunotherapy and making sure we get the best the best outcome from your cancer as well. So it's it is always a bit of a balance between toxicity and 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 benefit, but we are we've got lots of people now you know, into the thousands across the country and, and world that have had breaks in their treatment to manage their toxicities and they're still getting really good responses to their to their um to their immunotherapy. So so that may well happen. In fact, in some some cancer groups and some treatment types, that's more common than it is not the not to happen but we 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 do this we do this and see this an awful lot and actually the immune system carries on doing what we want it to do in the vast majority of people. And I would just say, I would just add to that, Anna, that this is a really important question to ask your treating team, Imogen. So I'd say to patients, you know, speak to your treating teams about this, you know, how long you're going to be off treatment, how that may impact things in terms of when you can restart. And so, again, this is likely to evolve. It will There will be differences between different um, cancers. There'll be differences between different ways the drugs are used or approved. And so have that conversation with your, with your treating team about you know what will it mean if I take a break when will you be looking to restart it how do you think this will affect things I think these are really important questions to ask your treating team and just to to sort of add to that even further I think there will be some people that it will be suggested that they don't restart your immunotherapy so um it's just worth being prepared that you might have that conversation and actually there's a lot of conversation and quite and it should be you know we this treatment is being given to you you are experiencing it you're going through this it has to be a a two-way conversation and I would really encourage that to to be what happens with your treating team but you may and I and when I'm talking to people about immunotherapy even right at the beginning I will talk about the fact that if we get if we see severe side effects or you know, or actually things that have have rendered you in hospital and needing to need quite quite interesting collections of drugs to make things better. That actually the the risk of more immunotherapy may actually be higher than the the benefit that we may see, and that in some cases is because we're already seeing a benefit and that's likely to continue without more. And it might be that actually it just the the 
the, the the side effects is is so severe so it's not saying that it will happen but I think when you're having those conversations it may be that your oncology team start talking about what the risk and benefit is and so it's just useful going into that kind of conversation being prepared to to, to have it because I think it can be quite a surprise sometimes um, so it's just to say that you may end up having some of those conversations and it's not a negative conversation it's about getting the right balance of treatment and side effect for you. Brilliant. So look, team, in the interest of time, let's bring this one to a close and then we'll pick up in, in episode five some more of these questions. So thank you both and I'll see you again shortly. Thanks, Ricky. Bye. Thanks, Imogen. Thanks, Imogen.